Well, hi, everybody. I'm Rick Dancer, coming to you live from Townsend, Montana. Sorry I'm a little late. I uh, There's all these places you have to put this stuff, and sometimes I forget uh, to do this or that, and uh, <laughs> it kind of messes up my system. Uh, so it's been a very long day, and I what you're going to learn about me is some of the title is, whenever I put up a title, it's never going to tell you the whole story, uh, because we've got <clears throat> all kinds of social media people watching, following, <clears throat> and I'm talking about the the algorithms. So I find if I put exactly what's in here, sometimes they won't post it and won't do anything with it. And so I'm getting tricky in my old age as to how to do this. Um, I'm going to bring some Instagram people on here right now <clears throat> and we'll get them on the show. Well, hello, Instagram. How are you? Welcome. Uh, it's good to have you on board. <clears throat> some of the show you're not going to be able to see. Um, because that's just the way it is, <laughs> but I will be putting it on, uh, Instagram separately as well. <clears throat> I'm kind of losing my voice, um, here in, uh, in Townsend, Montana. So I'm going to take you on a little tour. So I, um, our sponsors tonight, I got to tell you, are JDEV Investments. And this is John, uh, Jim St. Clair and Daniel Basaraba. And, uh, they what they do is they transform buildings and in, into usable space for apartments, uh, homes. Uh, they do commercial and residential. But you know they're most famous for doing um, little areas like Jim's Landing over in Springfield, where they took and put in George and Violets. In fact, we're going to have them on the show later this month, um, and we're going to introduce you to the different businesses that they they provide space for. But they're transforming. Little, you know, Jim's Landing was a piece of crap. They went in and put apartments in the top and stores in the bottom, and you know, they're doing all kinds of cool development work. So they're one of the sponsors. Also, Chris Daniel Family Dentistry, where everyone is welcome. Also, there's a denture center now. So not only can you get your dental work done there, but you can also get dentures made at the facility. And here's the thing to remember. Um, you guys have to remember right now, um, it's the end of the year. And if you've used up your um, deductible, and you have a sore tooth that's hurting and it might be needing a crown or a filling that might need to be replaced. This is the time to get in there and get that done because let your insurance company pay for it instead of you. That <laughs> My wife is going in and getting all kinds of stuff done right now because she met her deductible. I didn't. So I'm just going to continue to be un unhealthy. Um, that's just kind of how it works. So anyway, Dan, um, uh, Daniel Basaraba was talking to me one day and he's from Anaconda, Montana, now lives in Eugene. And he says... Um, there's a young woman who's doing something with news in Deer Lodge, Montana, and Rick, you really got to see it. So I'm going to have, uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start off the show, and this is where you guys are going to miss out on a little bit of this. I'm going to start out the show um, with the interview with her, and then I'm going to come back on here, and I'm going to talk to you about some, um, whatever you want to talk about, but maybe, maybe we'll get into why we moved to Montana. A lot of people out there saying things about why I moved to Montana and they don't know shit. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about it. Um, I hear you moving to Texas was a sharp learning curve. We love it. Yeah, it's, uh, but we're, and we're going to talk about that. So about 15 minutes in Deer Lodge, but you got to see this little town and then we'll come back and uh, we'll have our discussion at the end of this. So here we go. So here's something new and special for you. Um, here in Montana, we're going to build, Danielle and I are going to build our own super network. <laughs> so we are, um, so here's the story. 
JDEV Investments, which is Jim St. Clair and Daniel Basarava. Uh, they're one of our sponsors. In fact, they're helping sponsor the show tonight. Well, Daniel Basarava used to, he grew up in Anaconda. So he has a friend, Daniel. And Danielle, he says, you got to meet. So Dan, Dan and Danny, um, it, it gets very confusing. He says, you got to meet her. She's doing this thing in Deer Lodge. And if you guys have never been to Deer Lodge, it's a super cool little town. So I'm going to bring Danny on here. I'm just going to call you Danny. And it's Jersich, right? Yes, absolutely. It's kind of hard to say, but... I pronounce it Jersich, yes. Okay. Well, um, so Danny and I met, uh, she came to Helena um, last week and we met and we're going to start doing some stuff together so that we can bring you guys in Oregon and Washington and here in Montana, all some different kind of information and different stuff going on. Because you got, you, you kind of, how did you get into this, Danny? Um, I just, I always loved working for the paper and doing photography. And so I started to do teaching as well. So I kind of intermingled both of them together. And then when the school closed last year in Gold Creek, it's the it's a one room schoolhouse, K through eight. And it was the last one in this part of Montana to close. And so my friends at the Deer Lodge News Network, at the Cutler Brothers Theater, we all got together and kind of got this whole little news page going. And I brought my photography they brought their writing and their creativity to the table, and we just started practicing for a year. Well, you so, guys, you have thousands of people on there, though. I mean, it's not like a tiny little little page, you know. You guys are doing pretty good. So, you focus on what kind of stuff on this on this page? Um, we focus on um, community positivity and economic growth within the community. I also like to take um, a lot of the people that are really talented in the community and kind of feature them and kind of build them up and keep them going kind of thing. That's kind of the stuff that we like to reach out. We also like to um, bring a web presence to the businesses in town since there's no kind of like communications via the web in Deer Lodge. We're still kind of in 1985, 1990-ish with arts and communications. So we're trying to give a web presence with arts with communication and kind of build from there our own little thing. So you go out and cover stories and, um, and, and Danny's been sharing some of mine, some of the things I've been doing here in Montana, she's been sharing and I'm going to start sharing some of hers so we can kind of introduce people. Cause what you find in Montana, even though we're like a huge state, I mean, massive, it's like, it's not that I don't know how to say this. I don't you could probably explain it better than me. Deer Lodge is like a two hour drive from here, but you're still kind of my area. We're all kind of yeah. in the southwest. You know what I mean? Explain that to people. It's kind of weird. If coming from it's, Oregon, you'd have so many more different areas because there's more people. There's so much landmass here. I feel like I'm traveling across the state of Maine to get my kids to school. And then I travel back home to take a break, which and then I'm traveling here and there. So it feels like you're just over the hill to me. So it's like a suburb to me if I was in the big city. I, maybe maybe another way to do it, too, is like we just have bigger neighborhoods. You know, yeah. your people. But Helen is not that different from Townsend. I mean, there's differences. But I mean, it's just it's like you're just kind of going around it's, and here. Nobody in sports. If you want to play sports, you're going to go to Missoula. And that's yeah. two and a half hours away for us. And, and, and people are going to go to Bozeman or Livingston. I mean, it's, it's just, that's what you do. It's not, it's that's not a normal. Show. Yeah. That's so, the normal everyday route. We take about an hour out of our days just to get to, get to a doctor's appointment here. It's, it's an everyday normal thing. 
Yeah. Okay. So you did a little tour. So tell me, and you talk a little bit, but in between, I'm going to turn it down and then I want you to tell me like stuff about your lodge. Okay. 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 Here we go. She did a little tour for us today. Hi, this is Danielle Jursich, and this is Deer Lodge, Montana. This is my home, and we are a huge veteran-based community. As you can see, there are many flags that are hung up today for remembrance of Pearl Harbor. So let's go check out Deer Lodge. Let's go. So how many people live there, Danielle? I would say approximately 2,000 to 4,000. Okay, so you got about 4,000 people there. Yeah. Um, obviously, the flags are a big deal. Um, it's it's. You said you're a big veteran town. How yeah, many rest? How many restaurants? Oh gosh, um, I can give you. I can give you about a rough estimate. Maybe. Hold on. 15 to 20. Okay, hold on. This is Deer Lodge. It's so beautiful. It's my beautiful mountain right here. It's Mount Powell. We call this Deer Lodge Mountain. And currently, I am at Arrowstone Park. And it, it runs next to the Clark Fork River. If you've ever heard that, you know, anywhere during like Lewis and Clark's travels, there's the Clark Fork River that they, you know, travel to. Well, we use it to run, paddleboard, fish all the time. And it is just a treasure for our community. It runs right through Deer Lodge and all the way along I-90 there. And it is such a beautiful day, so. I love this building. What? Hold on. That. That is the old Montana State Prison. It's been there for a long time. It's currently a museum. Yeah, the museum. Okay, okay. And there's plenty of places to stay. That's I'll cool. I got a huge fairgrounds and Grant Coors Ranch in the middle of town as well. Lots of rodeos and fun in the summer. And this is where Danielle is right now, inside the theater. I love the okay, so that's kind of how you got started doing this stuff because you were you were pretty shy. I was. I was really shy. I would sit in the back of the theater and take all the actors and actresses' pictures and. I did that for about three or four years until I kind of piped up and said, hey, I want to audition. How do I do it? <laughs> so, so what has that so done? What is that? How's that changed you? It has made me so much comfortable in my skin. I just, I feel so much happier. I don't feel so shy. I don't feel so uncomfortable. I feel just part of everybody instead of like on the outside. So. Yeah, it's really opened me up and really helped with my anxiety. This theater has given me my life. And it's just, oh, you're going to start tearing up, Rick. <laughs> so, yeah. Because like, like all of us, you haven't had, you know, you've had some rough patches. And, oh, yeah. And and this kind of, did, did it just show you kind of what you're really made of? Because, you know what I mean? I think we can grow up and like you would call yourself probably more of an introvert. but. Uh -huh. But you're really there's this extrovert screaming. Not, not yeah, I, No, I'm not. I still know my solo from Fiddler on the Roof, and if you'd like me to, I'd sing it for you. You what? 
I would sing my solo to on Fiddler's On the Roof for you. Give me, is that what your play that's coming up? No, that was my first play though, but I still remember it. And when I get anxious, I sing that all the time. So. Okay, give me 30 seconds of it or so. Do you remember Perchak, that student from Kiev? Remember how he acted when Zyko married Muffle? Well, I just heard my Muffle's been arrested for dancing at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just love it. So you do, you do theater, and then the theater has the website, which is really, or the Facebook page too, which is really a, a news site. And do people in the community get to part, uh, post on there as well, things going on or they can comment? They are open to contribute anything that they would like to on the Dear Lodge News Network, yes. So what do you think, I, I just was reading you an article and I didn't, I didn't, couldn't get through the whole thing here, but there's a thing, an article out here that I just read. I love what people think about Montana, what they think they think about Montana. You know, I get people, <laughs> you know, they're saying, but this article is called Explaining Montana Stuff to Out-of-Staters, part one. And I'll just read the first. Okay, so let me, I'm just going to put you to the test here. This is, sure. what do you think the top one is misconceptions about Montana? Now, don't think about why are people so drawn to Montana right now? That is not, it's not even real. That's not real? Oh, that we live in teepees. I well, always hear that we live in teepees. Well, that's, that's good. Yeah, okay, so that's one misconception. The one I'm looking for is their top one says, we don't all love Yellowstone. <laughs> you know it's as funny as the thing i've learned about we learned really fast about montana don't tell people you watch the series if you're a newbie if you lived here you, you probably are closet people are closet watchers or something but if you move here the biggest mistake you can make is say yeah we came here we saw yellowstone and we really wanted to move here and all the locals will go oh gosh that's like, yeah, no, we don't need your kind here. And then if you're like super rich and you look like you get facials all the time, don't put on the brand new cowboy hat because- it, Yeah, the cowboy hat really <laughs> tells me that you just bought that at a risky place and you're from California, yeah, See, absolutely. Yeah. I have shitty ones on my wall and then, and I actually had them before I moved to Montana. Um, well, that's good. What, what are other things you think people think about Montana that just really aren't true? um the way we talk like i don't really have i feel like i don't have an accent so yeah the way we talk i think is a misconception on the way we're in montana like we don't have that podunk montana western no and and most <laughs> of the people i've met who have that um came from somewhere else and live here they they are montanans but they don't you guys don't have like a I, a lot of people, my friends tease me like they use a southern accent. And I'm going, you guys, I'm farther north than you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's funny. What's the best thing about Montana people? The best thing about Montana people? Hmm? Oh, we love you. You don't even are part. Of, you're not even a part of our family. And we love you no matter what. So you come to our state and we love you. That's the best thing about Montana is we are all a community and we're all a family. And in a small town like Deer Lodge, you you really you take care of each other. 
Absolutely. When somebody's down, we're right there, the whole community. It's just not a couple of people or just one. It's the whole community. And that's what the Deer Lodge News Network is a part as well. If somebody needs us, we are there on top of that and to help them reach their goals and whatever they need. Is the kind of the whole idea from the for the news, you know, your news channel, I'll call it, um, is to get more voices and more people in the conversation? Yes, absolutely. We want to hear from everybody. We want to be able to boost everybody up and put everybody up there and build each other up. Absolutely. There's no limit to where this could go. Absolutely. This is really exciting for you, isn't it? You kind of, is this kind of, the, the, I mean, the theater helped you find yourself, but now is this kind of, you feel like your purpose? I feel like it is my purpose. It is. I started going into arts and communications right out of high school and then I kind of went into software engineering, but then I'm kind of coming back to my roots, what, how I'm feeling comfortable in my skin. It's just doors are opening. I feel great. And I feel that's the voice from God saying, you know what, Danielle, this is where you're supposed to be. It's hard, isn't it? It is. It is. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dealing with this right now in my own life is trust, you know, trusting in what he's doing. Trust. And, yeah. you know, when things, there's days when things kind of fall apart and today was one of those. And, uh, I got to kind of look back and it, you know, it's always a, a warning is when I open my streams in the desert in the morning and I read something like I did today and I post something on it, I close it and I forget in my head and then stuff starts going to hell in a handbasket. And I go, oh, that was the warning. I'm watching the show, the manifest and I, it's really stupid, but I like it. And it's a plane crash and they get the calling. So they'll hear this voice, save her, save her. And I'm going, I feel like I'm living it in my own life. Like, you know what I mean? And oh, yeah. It's crazy. And I'm going, oh, that's kind of like what God does is just going. But they, it's never tells you what to do. It just gives you the warning. And that's what I feel like our lives are doing. And I'm so happy to meet you because, and I'm glad Daniel got us to kind of connected because I think yeah. we can really help people in Montana just by not telling them what to think, but just giving them a place to think and a place Absolutely. to get, get their ideas out. And a place to feel comfortable. And I've noticed a lot more when we're comfortable, we are a light to others to bring down that kind of curtain that being uncomfortable and they're just open and able to be themselves. So. And part of my motivation for because I have a huge audience in Oregon is to show people in Oregon who are really under some oppression right now from their government is to just show them, you know, not everybody lives like this. And sometimes people take it as I'm trashing Oregon, which is, I never would. It's my home state. From It was my home state. Um, yeah. Now I'm a Montanan, but it was my state. And I'm not trying to tear it down. But I think it's good to point to people and say, you know what? You don't have to live like that. You can be that. And there's a lot of small towns in Oregon that are just like Deer Lodge or towns and, you know, little places like that. But um, yeah, well, so we'll be having more stuff from you, uh, more news, some of your people interviews and stuff like that. And I'll be handing stuff off to you. And um, we're just going to make that mountain range. It's the Elkhorns between us. The Elkhorns is what come between us, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And you guys, don't you, this, here's another thing I love about Montana is every area has its own mountain range. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hardly any place until you get way far east. Um, mm -hmm. We all have our own mountain range that I, I love when you said, these are my mountains, you know? And oh, yeah. They, you know, Rick, I want to explain something about the mountains. I went to school in Arizona and I would come back home and gosh, just to see that mountain, it felt like a hug. Like, yeah. Welcome home kind of thing. You are home. 
Well, see, yeah. in we, like in Townsend, we have the big belts on one side and the Elkhorns on the other. And then uh -huh. I can see the Madisons and I can see the tobacco roots on the other oh, side. Yeah. But you always, I feel like they're all, like you said, like I come into my valley and I've got my mountains guarding me. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a God thing. Like God always went to mountains. I had mountains. I think he built them yeah. for a purpose, but it's like your divider thing. But we're going to kind of, we're going to be the sound of music and we're going to climb every mountain and forge every Climb <laughs> every mountain. <laughs> that's, next, that's next year's production. Um, you should do that. Hey, Daniel, thank you for being on here. And I appreciate what you're going to do and what will our, our teamwork that's going to happen here. I'm excited for the future. Thank you for having me, Chris. This All is right. great. So um, you got rehearsal to do. So go get your makeup on, turn off this camera stuff and go jump in and tell them you already practiced your song. So you're already one ahead of them. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. I will. I'll see you later. Bye bye. Bye, Rick. All right, that's Danielle. Um, yeah, so we're gonna start doing that and hopefully building. Oh, hang on just a sec. I gotta turn on Instagram. <laughs> and I am ready to answer it and hopefully um, build some coalition um, between uh, the communities and stuff. And so, you know, so you guys can ask me anything you want uh, for the next, what, 10 minutes or so. Um, but I kind of wanted to explain um, some of, you know, why we moved to Montana. Uh, one, it was because of the oppression in Oregon. And if you don't feel it and you're not experiencing it, then it's not for you. It's not your calling. Um, for those of us who are, I, you know, Danielle said something in there <clears throat> that is profound as I'm watching this and listening. She said, a place to feel comfortable. And to be really, really, really honest with you, if I can, um, Kathy and I just weren't feeling comfortable in Oregon anymore. Um, I realized how, how, how um, I wanted a place to start over. I think you can, and, and I feel like in Oregon, um, it's so heavily run by one side of the political spectrum and they don't care what anybody else does. They don't listen to rural Oregon. They don't listen to people that have different ideas than them. I ran for public office and people to say you ran away screw you. I ran for public office. I tried to do the best I could, but you voted for Kay Brown. So that's what you got. And, um, <clears throat> and I, I love the state and I think there's a lot of things that you could do to, to make it better, <clears throat> but it's so far down that I, I just wanted a fresh start. I wanted to go to a place where, um, people still care about each other. And, and even if they don't like you, they'll still give you a cup of coffee. And, um, and you've, I experienced that in rural Oregon, um, but it's still under the same rule. And, you know, and there's something about that when you live under, when, you know, I, I noticed this in, in businesses that I've worked for. If the head is screwed up, if the people at the top are dysfunctional, like you have a dysfunctional family and you're working for them, the dysfunction comes all the way down. It doesn't stop at the top. So if you have a state, it's being run and manipulated by one group of people um, and they don't I, and they don't listen to anybody else that falls all the way down. I had some woman come on my page today and I thought it was really interesting. She says, I'm surprised you're calling people to 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 be mad or missing you know, some crap like that. And it's like, I don't call anybody to be mad. I'm mad. I'm angry. 
about the way things are handled. And she's acting like I'm calling people to action, which I am, but not the kind of action she's talking about. And, and it is the whole country, Larice. And, and, and so she's talking to me, writing me this email and acting like this is what people always do when they're, when, you know, I, I can smell it. I've done this for so many years. It, it doesn't surprise me anymore. But they, you know, I'm really surprised at how you, I've always followed you. And really what they're saying is I can't stand you. And I just want to, I, I'm going to blame you for something now. <laughs> So she goes through this whole litany of, I just wish we could compromise and bring people together. How do you compromise when you have a larger group of people that's just basically outvoting and smothering anybody who thinks differently? If I see a desire on that part to compromise, I'd be open to that. But I don't see that. That hasn't been a that's just horse crap. I mean, that's not going to happen. Then she ends her email. Her little post with this something, and I'm not saying it verbatim, but basically she says, and I, you know, far be it for me to tell somebody how to, you know, how to, what to do with their body, but your hair is starting to look an awful lot like a Nazi haircut. <laughs> this woman is telling me how we need to come together and compromise and finishes by telling me that she thinks I have a Nazi haircut and I may be putting off the wrong image. Just a big giant F you. I mean, can you, can you believe that? Oh, now I'm getting these girl. I don't know if you guys ever see this, but sometimes in the comment section, people will come on and they're, they're porn sites and they'll put in the comment thing on there. <laughs> it's over on Facebook, not over there on Instagram. Um, but yeah, isn't that just crazy? So this woman wants to, thinks that Oregon, that people like me need to be willing to compromise. Well, when I see other people willing to compromise, I, I don't have any power. As a person who's a more conservative person in Oregon, I have no power. And so I can go to people and say, why don't we compromise? And they look at me and go, you know, yeah, right. We're, we're in charge. We're winning. And that's going to change a little bit for you guys because there's no longer a super majority. So the, the Democrats can't run, can't pass budgets without your approval. So that is going to change. But then to have the gall uh, to, to, to try to just discredit me by, you know, obviously stating that I'm, I'm looking like a Nazi. I mean, that's how bad it is out there right now. Um, people pretending to want to, to, to work together. So let's get back to Montana here. I don't know who's a Democrat and who's a Republican. I'm meeting people every day. Nobody brings it up. I don't know who's vaxxed and not vaxxed. Nobody brings it up. Nobody cares. Um, I'm with more like-minded people because yes, this is a red state. Okay. That's, that's great for me. I'm liking it, but it's not a redneck state. And that's what people want to portray it as. Montana or Montanans are people that, um, yeah, it takes a while to get to know them because they've been here. And they're, yeah, I, I think some of them, I'll tell you what, it's kind of funny. I think they're leery of people that come in from outside because they've seen what happened. I am too. I would be too. I saw what happened to Oregon because people from outside came in and destroyed it. Um, so they're, they're leery, but nobody would ever tell you, you shouldn't have moved here. Well, there are some people, but the majority of people do not come at you like that. I've had very few comments like that. Um, and I tend to draw stuff like that anyway, because I'm who I am. You know, I, I know you guys watch me and you like me or some of you don't, but I do have people that just, 
I can be irritating <laughs> and, and I'm opinionated and, um, and I like wearing my hair like this and having a beard and having a certain, I, I like to look like I want to look and that, that, that bothers some people. They get kind of offended. Um, you know, they don't, it's been like that my whole life. So I really don't care. But anyway, uh, t- um, Montana is, um, and I'll tell you, it's, it's harder for Kathy and me here. Um, you know, it's business wise and doing things. We're trying to get things going here. And, and today was a really bad day, uh, really bad day. Lots of things personal, not between us, not between Kathy and me, we're sticking close together, but, um, lots of little things came up and, um, and it's just really hard. And so, um, and it has nothing to do with the people of Montana. Uh, the, the only thing that gives us peace is that I know that uh, this is where God has called me to be. And that both of us, he wants us to be here. And uh, we don't always know why. And we don't always know what that looks like. Um, I do feel like I'm living in the manifest uh, TV show. <laughs> you know, I get the calling but I don't know exactly what to do until he does it. And it's really teaching me, I think, kind of how to, how to trust um, him. Um, Cause I'm not a very trusting person because I've been burned like all of you um, quite a bit in my life. And, um, and I'm not, um, I'm learning to be a good failure. You know, I think back in the day when I was on the news, um, everything was, I mean, everything wasn't perfect, but I didn't have as many failures as I've had in the last 10 or 15 years. And you keep going and you keep moving along and, and, um, you realize that, you know, God's doing something. And so, um, what's funny is like three weeks ago, something happened similar to what's happening right now. And, um, I was, I couldn't sleep. I was up. I was just, you know, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen. And, um, this time it's come along and Kathy and I just kind of, we all go out of my office and look at her. Okay. Did you get that taken care of? Yeah. And I'm working on this and we'd look over and then, um, you know, I go over and give her a kiss and come back and go, okay, you know, let's, we'll figure this out. And, and I'm not panicked about it at all or anything. And just kind of, you know, kind of, I don't know how to, I honestly, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I don't know. It's just, what's well, part of my experience, I guess that's part of what it is. So, um, yeah, we're, we're moving with the flow and it's nothing any of you need to worry about. It's not like, you know, I'm dying or something. (laughs) It's just life. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, it's it's like, you know, I listened to Jordan Peterson and I was listening to, um, modern wisdom today and they were talking about food and what we eat and, I think there's so much more to being human than I'm experiencing with what I'm doing right this second. So God, if I could dream out loud, I just, I want, I want something more. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just, I, I, I think, um, yeah. Here's the thing about Montana that has this all relates kind of. This is like everything here is big. And you, I, I walk out of here and I go out and I look out on my porch and there's just mountains. The elk horns just staring at me. And this big valley and 
Canyon Ferry Lake. And it's like endless possibilities, you know, of what, and, and I feel like I need to, that something needs to jolt a little bit. Um, and I don't know what it is, but it's like, you feel like there's so much possibility here and, and people here are so open, um, to, to, I don't know, I, you know, and, and yet we don't know a ton of people here yet. Cause it's just really hard. We're running a business and we're running our lives and, and try, you know, we got to drive <laughs> to go to the gym. I got to drive it 40 minutes. And then that's 40 minutes back. So that's an hour and 20 minutes out of my day. So there's all that going on. Um, and everything takes longer. So a lot of times we go to town, go to the gym. Um, and, and then, um, and then I, you know, we got to go to Costco or we got to go get our food because you get that while you're in town and then you come back home. You don't make a second trip to town. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we have a little grocery store here, but it doesn't have enough. Um, did you see that the Camp Creek page, your old, oh, that's so sweet. Did you see on the Camp Creek page, your old place is referred to as Dancer Mountain? <laughs> I didn't see that, Laura, but that kind of gives me a, Kind of gives me a tear in my eye. That's what they call it, huh? Well, here, um, I don't own a mountain. Um, and, may, and maybe that's part of the whole thing. Um, I am living on other people's territory. And I have a ton of respect for that. You know, the farmers and the people that have this land, they're so open to letting you own it. If you're if you ask them questions, if you take, if you, you know what I mean? If you're in, in relationship with people. So maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe in six months we'll, we'll, you guys will see what, what it is before I do or something and what it is, but I it's just my life right now. It's just Kathy's in my life. And so we are happy as heck. We love being here. It's hard. Um, and just regular life hard stuff is happening and i think what makes it what is becoming really less attractive to me is all the noise on facebook and instagram and social media i'm so sick of people who are mean when some lady comes on my page and tells me i have a nazi haircut i just want to scream because i want to say to her did you know people are freezing to death right now because we don't have enough energy? Um, do you know people are like skipping meals because the inflation is so high that they can't afford to buy groceries? Um, did you know that there's there's um, people dying of fentanyl overdoses? There's four families of four kids in uh, Moscow, Montana, that, who, who were murdered and their, parent, their families don't know what the hell even happened. And you are taking time out of your day to tell me that I have a Nazi haircut, go to hell, just go to hell. I mean, that's what's wrong with this country and this world right now. Stay the hell out of my business. What I do is none of your business and how I cut my freaking hair doesn't matter. What matters is what I'm doing on this earth to help other people. What are you doing? Writing me an email telling me I have Nazi haircut. Good night. That is so shallow. That is the most shallow thing I can think of. And this is what we put up with as people. We should not be putting up with this anymore. We should start calling people out, telling them, no, you can't do that. Pushing our freedom, gaining back what we used to have. You don't get to judge me whether I believe in the vaccine or not. 
You don't get to judge me whether I think Joe Biden is a buffoon or a good president. You don't get to judge me if I like Donald Trump or not. You don't get to judge me if I think January 6th is a joke. You don't get to judge me for any of that stuff. So it's time that we get back into relationship with people. And it's time that we start taking care of our neighbors. Maybe if we spent more time taking care of people like they do in Deer Lodge or here in Townsend, we wouldn't have time to worry about what Rick Dancer's haircut looks like. <laughs> you know, why did I move to Montana? Freedom to be me. The mountains to find me. The rivers to quench my thirst and the people to show me what I'm really made of. Um, and I moved here to find a place where my voice is not squelched and muffled and throttled by people with an ideology who think that their shit doesn't stink and everybody else's does. Because guess what? A progressive shit smells just as bad as a regular shit. Just as bad. Except, you know what? And I'll throw this little thing in there. A progressive one is a lot runnier. <laughs> so there, take that. That's what I think of your Nazi haircut. So, um, well, that was fun. I needed that little bit of therapy. Keep pushing, bro. Don't let the haters. I wish I had enough hair to get your haircut. <laughs> well, Extreme MD, you're in so much trouble if you did. So that was my therapy session for tonight. Um, another thing I was wondering is I'm thinking of um, as part of what I'm doing is teaching people how to podcast because um, obviously I've done this for a while and know how to do it. Um, and uh, that's something I'm looking into. So I'd love to have your opinions on that. Um, your hair looks fantastic. It's not about my hair, you guys. It's really not. <laughs> Eric, your shit isn't runny. <laughs> you are, you're the, you're the, you are, a, you're, well, you're what I would call a progressive person, Eric, but you're not, I call the progressive, the true progressives are really regressives. So you would be someone who wants to progress, and so do I. I want culture to progress. I want things to progress. But I see the, 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 the label progressive is really regressive because we're going back to shit that doesn't matter anymore. Um, the people who are Democrats and Republicans and independents and Green Party and all the rest who want to move forward with people. Here's the thing to ask people when, they, when they're all griping about, well, we'll get into that another time. That's, that's for another show. Um, I don't want to get, I don't want to get into that. Tim has a way to fix up your hair. Oh, I'm sure he does. Neoliberals are a cancer. Yeah, it, you know what? It, but so, you know, and Eric, and so are the far, it's, it's the far extremes out here. And most of us know that. Um, but the problem is when somebody says to me that we need to compromise, I'm done compromising because you have compromised the world and everything that you want. You run over us. You don't listen to us. You call us names. You, you discount us because we don't affiliate with your party or your politics. You're not listening to me and I'm not going to be ignored. That's the whole thing. You can't ignore me anymore. Um, I am not 
going to be silenced. Um, the, the, the joke in our house is when they put me in the crematorium and they turn on the heat, I'm going to come awake and I'm going to say, I've got one more thing to say. <laughs> My wife says, you're not going to die easy. And I'm not, but you will not silence me. So don't tell me to come compromise with you. When you're ready to compromise, let me see a white flag. When I see you raising white flag and willing to let go of some of your things that you've won by cheating over the years and redrawing lines unfairly and all the things that you've done to get to get your super majority while well, you lost it in Oregon. And yeah, we didn't win tons, but you lost your super majority. So now you have to work with us. And that's the same in Congress, too. Um, now that the Republicans have a little, now maybe we can have some fair fights. We got the Senate in the hands of the Democrats. We got the Republicans in charge of the House. Now maybe we can get something done. If we could just get rid of Biden. <laughs> Sorry, people that like Biden. I don't know how you could. That man is, in, I had a lady come on my page the other day and said, Donald Trump's a liar. I said, I agree. Donald Trump is a liar. I said, but so is Biden. <laughs> I said, did you see the report? And here's the thing, none of them have even seen what is going on with Twitter and how all this information is coming out about Hunter Biden and how it came out before the election and probably very likely cost Donald Trump the election. So they cheated. <laughs> but, but they don't know that because it's not on CNN or MSNBC or any of those stations. It's only on the conservative stations. Well, maybe you need to broaden your news horizon. <laughs> it's just just a thought. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, you guys, again, our show is brought to you by JDEV Investments. That's Jim St. Clair and Daniel Basarada. Um, they are in they're into same same kind of thing. You buy something old that everybody else ignores and thinks is gone, and they restore it into something beautiful that we all get to enjoy, either by living in it or by going to businesses like uh, George and Violet's. Um, that's what they do. Also, Dr. Michael Bratman, who is just as opinionated as me and as vocal as me. But when it comes to your dental care, he doesn't care whether you've had a vaccine or not. He just wants to make sure you have good dental care. And now's the time to get in because you're at the end of the year. You've used up your deductible. I hope not. But you, if you have, it's the time to go get those teeth checked and everything and make sure the fillings aren't falling out. You don't need a crown. And they do dentures now, too. So they also do dentures there as well. Um, Hi from Monroe. Sounds like you guys have a lot to learn about Montana. Well, yes, since we've only been here for almost a year, we do have a lot to learn about Montana. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> but I'm here to learn it. Um, I don't know if I'm taking you out the wrong way, Sharon, but I hope not. Um, anyway. All right. We will keep pushing. Um, you guys share this on your page. Uh, let other people see the, the charm and the the, the coolness of the small town of Deer Lodge and Danielle and what she's going to be bringing to the show. We're going to bring you a lot more of that kind of stuff in the future. Um, because I think by seeing that you are refreshed and you find that, you know what, it's not like this everywhere. And we could do the same thing in Eastern Oregon. We really could. But again, we'd be under the thumb of the regressive ideology that says, shut the hell up and listen to us. We'll tell you what to do. <laughs> and if you disagree with me on that, you're, I will just tell you, you're 100% wrong. Go to any rural Oregonian who's not a regressive <clears throat> and ask them if they feel like they have no voice. And they'll tell you, yeah.
I will guarantee, guarantee that any day. All right. I'll talk to you next time. Oh, tomorrow's everybody. Kim, Bill, London's here. Um, Tim and May from BS Freed MD will be putting a little spot in there. And I think that's everybody. Oh, and the weather. Brian Miskimmons is going to be doing the weather to get you ready for the weekend. He'll have all your weather stuff. Hey, Instagram, thanks for you guys being here. I know this is kind of a new way of doing it, but and I don't look at you as much because I'm over here with Facebook, but I care about you just as much. You're just as you deserve to be uh, picked on by me just as much as anybody else. All right. See you later.